Welcome to Alive and Active Life, broadcasting encouragement to live your daily life with God's help and inspiration to reach for more of God by faith. Join Brenda Wolf for today's practical insights. If you were to say, this is it, when would you say it? After looking for years, you meet the person you want to marry? Or you just found the house of your dreams? Your friend serves the most mouthwatering dessert. How about if political parties finally decide to work together for the good of a nation? Maybe a tool that you only dreamed about but needed on occasion is on the store shelf in front of you. You made it to your 65th birthday and can retire. The job of your highest hopes becomes yours. Maybe the weather cooperates enough to get out there and pull your crops in. After years of caring for patients, science finally finds a cure your patients need. Or you find the perfect puppy for your kids. Maybe after shopping for weeks, you find the exact outfit for a special occasion. Plus so many other times. That's right. This is it. Well, I want you to notice something. And if you go back through my introduction, especially if you do it on our website, you will notice that in the title and when I begin to introduce this idea of this is it, I use two exclamation points each time I say this is it. Why two exclamation points? I hardly ever do that as a writer. In fact, I don't use exclamation points very often. So what's up with two of those punctuation marks? I promise I will answer that question in a bit. But first, I want to point out an exclamation point is used to emphasize a point or express strong emotion or even surprise. Honestly, good writing uses words to do this most of the time because words are effective. But once in a while, an exclamation point is needed. So when God says, this is it, we need to look at it. All right, when does he say, this is it? That's a good question. I can't get inside God's mind to answer that adequately. But based on things Scripture declares, let's take a stab at it. Here are some things I want us to consider. Don't you think that God would have said, this is it, after making an incredibly beautiful creation out of nothing? Or how about when I really suspect that he thought it, if not also said it, when he created mankind? How about the very moment when Jesus slipped into a manger to redeem the human race? Maybe God was making a point, this is it. And even more dramatic, it could be that when God Almighty said, this is it, and it echoed through the universe at Christ's resurrection. Don't you agree that he also would have said it every time someone trusts Jesus for salvation? This is it. And then every time that you grow forward in faith, I believe God proudly exclaims of you, his child, yes, 
This is it. I'm sure there are more situations God proclaims his strong emotion or makes a definite point, but I have a hunch that God doesn't always use an exclamation point. Like an author utilizing writing skills, God makes his best point by his written word, which is scripture, and his living word, who is Jesus. He simply says and does what is best and good. Well, let's look at questions for a minute. You know, the good old question mark. If you're like me, you have more questions than answers the longer you live. Then again, questions can sometimes be so piercing, they have exclamation points following the question mark. You know, kind of like question mark, exclamation point, exclamation point. Essentially emphasizing what you don't know. Sometimes those marks bookend deep hurts. Upon considering God's design for people, it's blaringly definable. God is the someone to esteem, support, and nurture each individual person. He also intends each person to esteem Him first, most, and above all others. So He esteems and supports each individual, but He wants us to do that back to Him. Yet the brokenness of life, losses, and griefs imposed against our wishes, the messes that we end up in sometimes, and rejection that is dished out by others, these sometimes cause some people to doubt God. Well, something that God is faithful to repeat is His love for each individual, you, me, our families, friends, even our enemies, people who don't fit into your ideals about the church, unrepentant sinners, hordes of people living in sin, and on goes the list of people God loves. God's Word is saturated with claims of His love, actions that prove His love, and even sorrowful grieving because people have not believed Him. People reject the love they need most in life, God's love. So many look at Jesus and do not say, this is it. How terribly sad. Did you catch my word? Reject. This response people make back to a God who loves them happens thousands of times every day. And they also reject one another as many times a day. So why all this rejection? Perhaps for some, God doesn't measure up to their ideals as if it hangs on their opinion. I would venture a guess that others might reject God out of their own losses and pain. Still others might intellectualize the whole God thing and decide to reject it. Consequently, there are very specific times that God says, this is it. Let's take a look. I was surprised and almost stunned one day in my quiet time when I saw a definite exclamation point after something God said. That rarely happens in Scripture. Again, good authors say what they want to say with words. And God certainly has said what He wants to say with His 
written, and living word. But there it was, right in front of me on the page. The expression was this, by no means, exclamation point. That's it. By no means, exclamation point. Well, let me give you a little backstory. That little exclamation point and the phrase that follows is from Romans chapter 10 and from Deuteronomy chapter 32. I'm simply going to lay it out in point form for easy reference. Here we go. First point, God is speaking from a very sad heart. In fact, he likely has a broken heart. Well, why? Next point, not all his people accepted the good news about Jesus, even though they heard it. In fact, they heard all about the coming of the Son of God all the way back to Isaiah and even before. Next point, God had grown weary of his people's vanities, their nothingnesses, their promised pursuit of him that ended up like a mere vapor. And next point, since his people had historically often responded to him as a no-God, he decided to take a no-people and bless them with what was intended for his people. This no-people, in other words, not Israel and not in a covenant relationship with him, is a people that did not have the fear of the Lord. So, He favored them over Israel because Israel had rejected him. Next point. God was found by those who did not seek me. And he says, I revealed myself to those who did not ask for me. Check out Romans 10 verse 20 and Isaiah is speaking. And then the final point in this backstory is this, that God's heart still longs for his people even as he proclaimed All day long, I have held out my hands to a disobedient and obstinate people. Romans 10, verse 21. So that is the point form backstory that talks about by no means, and we're going to get to that. Paul picks up with a message for God's people, quite like an appeal. He asks them point blank, and this is where that interesting exclamation point appears. He says, did God reject his people after all this, all the points that we just went through? By no means, exclamation point. Check out Romans 11 verse 1. That is God's bold statement with an attitude. Even the exclamation point is right there in Scripture. So why did I use two exclamation points? Well, I promise to answer that question. So, here we go. Simply, it's for emphasis. I want to draw your attention to something exceptional. If this is so incredibly important to God to express with emphasis, then it should be utterly important to you and me. When God says, I have not rejected you, by no means, exclamation point, then you immediately have hope. No one wants to be rejected, left alone, overlooked. Each person wants to be important, valued, and loved. God purposefully created people with these inner desires. 
In conclusion, he made all people to need to be special. He also made people to care about making a difference and to care about others. Incidentally, here's how God meets that very special need that he put inside you. He says again, I have not rejected you by no means. So let's look at the ways that God takes care of your need to be special. First, God has you tenderly in his heart. He values and loves you. Secondly, it is consequential that he is the one who gave you life, a unique personhood, your individual looks, skill set, abilities, dreams, pursuits, and so on. Nevertheless, and thirdly, since this relationship is so important to God, he wants you to value and love him back. However, it is not because God has needs. It's because he knows he is the very best thing for you. God completes you. Being your designer, he knows everything you need and desire. And then finally, God has not rejected you. He says, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. Hebrews 13, 5. Then he also says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. Jeremiah 31, 3. Subsequently, if there is any rejection going on, it comes from people, not God. So again, let's look at those four ideas of how God meets the need that you and I have to be special. First, he has you tenderly in his heart. Second, he gave you the uniqueness of your very life. He made you how you are. Thirdly, this relationship, because it's so important to him, he wants you to love him back, but not because he has needs. It's because he is the best thing for you and he completes you. And then the fourth thing, the final thing, is that he has not rejected you and promises after promises have been given saying, I won't leave you. I've loved you with an everlasting love. People rejecting God and people rejecting people. That is when rejection takes place. Some application thoughts and questions. First, as you've been hurt, disappointed, become tired and disillusioned, have you rejected God? Second, have you rejected His love because you feel insecure, afraid, or doubtful? Third, do you know God is deeply sad when you don't accept that He wants to bless you? And then fourth, ask yourself, has God rejected you? Of course not. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. I invite you to follow us on your favorite social media. Do sign up on our email list to receive weekly articles. Plus, tune in to our weekly podcast using your preferred podcast app or use the online player at the top of each of our articles. Visit our website for resources to get into God's Word and live an alive and active life. You've been listening to Brenda Wolf with Alive and Active Life. Visit our website at www. 
www.aliveandactivelife.org. Your web-based home for resources, including books and eBooks, libraries of articles, podcasts, and more as you navigate life's challenges and issues. Sign up on our email list and subscribe to our podcast to stay current with the tools you need to be the person God designed, living an alive and active life.